Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. Our guest today was involved in a work-related electrical accident that injured his back and neck and caused him PTSD as well. He was put on pharmaceutical medications that he said made him feel like a zombie. And here to tell his story is Kevin Spittler of Toledo, Ohio. Kevin, thanks for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for having me today. I'm truly excited to be a part of your event here. Take us back to your accident. Tell us uh, what happened to you. Well, I was working in a, a factory here in Toledo, Ohio, and I was operating one of the machinery, and I won't go too in-depth about what type of machinery, but it wasn't grounded properly because they had just done some maintenance work on it, I believe. And so I was operating this machine, and... It was like a, a static charge buildup because it dealt with like thousands and thousands of yards of paper. So it was like a large static buildup and then just let off this huge bolt of electricity that kind of zapped me in my right knee and then threw me like a rag doll across the floor of the factory. Um, I probably wasn't supposed to live through it, but I did. Um, I had to go to the hospital and everything, went through a, a PTSD because I had a problem with electricity for a long time. I mean, I wouldn't even plug in a plug into the wall. A simple task that we take for granted every day, I guess. So I went through a lot of desensitization and so forth from that injury and got through a lot of the simple stuff. And But I was still having a lot of problems with electrical storms, lightning and stuff like that where it had induced a lot of panic attacks during the lightning storm. So they had me a lot of medication, like you had mentioned, for the anxiety as well as the uh, injury I had from the neck and the back. And I got through a lot of it, but I was a zombie and didn't feel like who I was. And at the time, I got through a lot of the injury part. I was having struggling with the anxiety portion of it. And at the time, I looked into California over on the West Coast there, and they, were, they already had a, implemented a medical marijuana law long before. And this is back in, I want to say, 07, or, yeah, 07. And I looked into California and uh, PTSD and how the veterans were benefiting from medical marijuana. And I was at the time totally benign to the medical aspects, and you know, I was very uneducated. So I actually started using more cannabis products and smoking it more because that's really the only thing I knew about it is to smoke it. And next thing you know, I was taking less pills, less pills, and then I would be able to sit on my patio and smoke a joint and during the lightning storm without the anxiety. So that's really, you know, that portion of the story um, that's when I be, decided to uproot myself so I didn't go get prosecuted or something, go to jail for helping myself. 
I went for Michigan because in 2008, Michigan had passed the uh, Michigan Medical Marijuana Act. Now, just before you get to uh, the story about Michigan, I, I want to go back to your accident because it, it, when you told the story, it sounds l- almost like you were struck by lightning. The equivalent. Yeah, it, was, it was. It was. It was a strong voltage. I don't remember the voltage amount. It's been quite a while. The memories I kind of put away, I guess you could say. But uh, it was. It was a large. You know, I, I believe it. It was uh, five foot from the machine to my knee. Um, it was. It was scary. It was really scary. No doubt. Boy, that sounds horrible. What sort of uh, physical injuries did you experience as a result of that accident? Well, I screwed up my lower back, end up with my L4, L5, S1, S2, herniated, degenerative, and then I also fractured my C4 in my neck. So I had to go through a lot of pain management, um, and obviously, like I said, they had put me on a whole cocktail of pharmaceutical pills. What kind and, of stuff were you on, Kevin? Oh, my God. They, they put me on a whole variety of stuff. They started out with a lighter, like, Tylenol, but it, it got all the way into Vicodin, Percocet, some of it, which is the liquid form, um, down to the nerve stuff like Neurontin and just a whole mixture of stuff. Then into the anxiety portion with the, the Zoloft, the Clonopin, and literally it was a whole cocktail. How many pills do you think you were taking a day, roughly? Oh, goodness. Um, at one time of the day, I would be taking seven or eight of them, but that would go three or four times a day. So uh, almost 30 pills a day then? Right. Well, it strikes me that when you take that many pills and you're still in pain, that you've got to find a way to get the hell out. In, right. You've got, you got to find an alternative. Yeah, and that's what, you know, you know, thrive me into you know, looking more and more into it. And to be honest with you, a lot of the pain aspect, I really didn't wasn't able to deal with a lot of that till I got to Michigan and realized that there was like other ways of using it, like topically and and you know, tinctures and not so much burning the product itself, burning them live enzymes. And when I realized that there's a lot of pain relief to be had as well, that was a, that was what took me on my my venture from from that point forward. Now, when you first started smoking, did you feel instant pain relief or within a few minutes or a few hours? Well, to be honest, a lot of the, just the smoking of it didn't do a lot for the pain. I guess I didn't think about it as much myself. It did more for the anxiety and the PTSD than anything. But, and like I mentioned, it wasn't until I got up to Michigan and started dabbling, no pun intended, with the top and so forth that I really realized the, the the ability for this plant to really help me with my pain. And that's when I started realizing, just like any other fruit or vegetable, I do cook it, eat it, and don't burn it. You're destroying a lot of the live enzymes in there that truly do a lot of benefit for our body. So you head to Michigan. and uh, Take us through the story of, of what you did there. Oh, my goodness. I went to Michigan in the sole purpose of just taking care of myself and evolving, got my medical marijuana card up there, became a caregiver, started helping people. I actually opened my my first business venture in the cannabis industry was a indoor gardening supply store in Battle Creek, Michigan. And I was open there for a little over a year. And it, I had actually networked with some other 
um, activists and opened a medical marijuana dispensary, helped them in Battle Creek, Michigan. But then I had so much more vision for myself, I ended up leaving there and went to Kalamazoo, Michigan, where I opened MedJoint Community Compassion Center. And that was my vision of what a, a medical marijuana dispensary should be. In words, I was pushing for the, the the ability to smoke it and all the benefit, but I also wanted to explain to everybody these other ways of using it without getting high. Because I knew that would improve the social acceptance of the plant when people realized there was more to it. So as, right. as, as, as you were in Michigan and you're, you're going through this process, uh, you were learning as you were going along and helping other people. Do I have that correct? Right, right. As you were learning more, how, what did you transfer from smoking to what? I started looking at more topical applications, tinctures, and then I actually started getting into the more juicing of the plant in this raw form. When I realized that literally a half teaspoon of raw cannabis juice is as beneficial as smoking 100 joints at once, but without the high. And so I started actually juicing in plants for free for the patients that would come in my store and give it to them. And just everybody would get a shot of raw cannabis juice. And, and then some of the feedback I was getting back was just phenomenal. So I, I really took the lead in Michigan in the promotions of the non-psychotropic ways of using this plant beneficially. I was actually the laughing stock of Michigan for a long time because I just I would never talk about getting high because I knew everybody in the world knew you can get high from marijuana. They already know. So I took a whole different avenue and that was my my niche in the industry was the non psychotropic benefits. And you know, as I taught people that I started getting more and more fifty five and older crowd coming in and asking about medical marijuana. They're like, well, I just want the relief. I don't want to get high, and that's where that's, you know, that was my biggest thing in Michigan. You know, it reminds me of going into a health food store and asking for a shot of wheatgrass juice. Right. Same thing. Right. Yeah. So, were you yeah. actually selling juice? No, actually, we were giving it away. We would give it away to everybody that would come in there. You'd give juice away to people. Yeah, just because, I mean, a lot of it was juice from the leaves and, and a lot of the fan leaves and stuff like that. We would come across some of the uh, some of the growers locally. They would have a plant that maybe hermied out or ended up being male. They would instantly bring us them plants and we would juice them for people. Because, I mean, otherwise they're going to throw that plant away, right? Okay, so you, just to confirm for listeners, you can actually juice the leaves from male plants and get some uh, medicinal benefits. Absolutely, because you're getting the live enzymes of that plant. It's no different, like, say, like like an orange. You eat that orange in its raw, pure form, you benefit so much from vitamin C and so much more. But as you cook that orange or burn that orange or smoke that orange, you you, you start to destroy a lot of that true benefit in that plant. So that's no different than any, any other herb out there. So, so Ke- Kevin, how much cannabis would it take to, say, make a six-ounce glass of juice? How much oh cannabis would you need? Oh, oh my God! You're, you're probably looking at a good two to three gallons size freezer bags. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's the only kind of drawback to this raw cannabis. I know so many people I talk to would love to have access to, mm-hmm. you know, cannabis to be able to juice it and to eat it, but um, it's yeah. not—it's not feasible for people. 
Right. And be honest with you, though, you need very little of it. You, you don't need a six-ounce shot of it. You can mix that a, a, a tablespoon of it with a six-ounce glass of your specific fruit juice, depending on what terpene you're looking for, what type of, of angling you're looking for that juice to have in your body. But, you know, you need very little of it. Kevin, I've, I've never tasted uh, cannabis juice. What does it taste like? It tastes horrible. It tastes like making out with the bottom of a lawnmower. The bottom of what? A lawnmower. <laughs> Kevin, I have to tell you that I have never heard those words all put together like that ever in my life. That's why we would mix it with different fruit juices. It would make it a lot more tolerable. <laughs> the bottom of a lawnmower. <laughs> so were you getting better physically when you were in Michigan? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I next thing you know, I have not taken um, a pill now um, in eight years. Wow, that's impressive. Um, and yeah, that itself can bring a whole different healthy feeling in your body. Um, let alone, you know, when I started realizing the nutritional benefit of what I do now. I haven't taken a pill for my back, my neck, or the PTSD. You know, I've just found so many different ways of using it. In so many beneficial ways besides just smoking it that it's it's truly changed my life as well as thousands of others, obviously. You know, I've had a partially herniated disc, and i got to tell you, it, it hurts like hell, but you had a couple of herniated discs, and that the pain with, with that must be, at times, excruciating. Yeah, they wanted to cut, and they told me that was my only option back then. Um, wanted to do surgery and this and that. I told myself, you know, I'm pretty young. Let me deal with this while, and I'm glad I never did. You know, because you know I still have my problems with my back, but it's tolerable now. My life is much more tolerable, and I'm not doped up on all these pills, which obviously is fueling the heroin epidemic because of all the addictions created. Yeah, there really, really is an opioid problem in uh, the United States and Canada. Yeah. It's a very, very serious problem. Absolutely. Kevin, what's, yep. your, what's your routine like in a day for, for treating yourself with cannabis? You know, you get up in the morning and do you, do, do you take some cannabis right away? Or? Now I've evolved in a lot more of the, the CBD products than the actual medical marijuana. Obviously, and it's a whole different part of the story. But I typically start out with the day with a 15 milligram CBD capsule, which has obviously a very minute amount of THC, not much to it. And then throughout the day, I might use some topicals and stuff like that, but I just more or less just a tinker throughout the day. It's nothing serious. Now, smoke a joint one now and then here and there. But again, I mean, for my true underlying benefit, I know that you know, I got to find different ways of using that plant than just smoking it. Kevin, you have a, a business in Toledo called the Toledo Hemp Center, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And tell us about some of the people that come in and some of the people that you've helped with right. with their various uh, problems. Well, I'll, t- I'll go back a little bit. I'll tell you how I ended up back here in Toledo because I'm born and raised here in Toledo. I never I left for Michigan. I never planned on coming back here. Um, so I had my I opened my dispensary in Kalamazoo and, and we were there for about three years. Um, it helped a lot of people in a lot of different ways. 
And then a, a statewide decision came out in the Michigan court, Supreme Court, and allowed the local community to be me a public nuisance, blah, blah, blah. So I got shut down. But ironically, about the same time, my mother got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, uh, terminal, down here in Toledo. And they gave her three months to live. So I had learned a lot about these plants and how they help the people in so many different ways, including helping with a lot of the different ways of cancer. So I started breaking the law and bringing products to her in Ohio. And they helped her. I helped her stick around just over a year. Um, she made all the holidays, Christmas, all four of her son's birthdays, one more time. And when she did pass away, I realized what I had done for her. And I said to myself, so well, there's all these other moms and dads and brothers and sisters down here in Toledo that don't have a cabin with any kind of the knowledge or the products to help them. All they have is their doctor. And I had already seen where that took me. So what I had done is I decided to find a way to help people down here. And when I realized hemp had a lot of the same benefit, I opened a store that specialized in a variety of hemp products, but we also specialize in a variety of high CBD infused products. CBD being cannabidiol, one of the non-psychotropic medicinal parts of the plant. One of the big benefits is anti-inflammatory. So we opened up a store about uh, going on four years ago, 11,000 people, over over 11,000 people now, um, and 75, 80% of them over, are over 60 years old. This is like a, a grandma and grandpa haven. Watch, uh, watch when you talk about old people. <laughs> I love what I do here. You know, I love working with the people because you know, predominantly the the people that have been brainwashed all their lives about reefer madness. Yeah. So I, you know, because the kids aren't going to come in my store. Why would they? You know, if they're not going to get high, you know, until they realize the underlying benefit, which is a whole another educational process. I had to teach the people that were taught by the government all these years that cannabis is bad. I had to turn, change their minds to bring them into my store. Otherwise, I would never be successful. So it's been truly a an inspiring uh, travel road, I guess, in how we've changed the minds of so many people that were against it. Kevin, I want to uh, I want to tell you about an interesting interview we did uh, last week it was episode one hundred and sixty seven, and it was with a fellow in Nova Scotia who had MS, multiple sclerosis, and he was taking cannabis. This, this was a very aggressive form of MS from the, the time you're uh, diagnosed to the time of death is usually, I think, six to eight months. months yeah. Something very around quick. there. Very, very. Anyway, he is from the same town in Nova Scotia as Rick Simpson. Okay. And uh, when he got MS, he started doing just an extensive amount of research into it. And he is patenting a product right now in the United States. I think the patent uh, is going to be approved in July. And he's done double-blind placebo-controlled studies. But here's the interesting thing. When he mixes cannabis with hemp oil... The amount of of uh, cannabis oil he has he takes has decreased dramatically. He's gone from five grams a day to two and a half grams a day to one tenth of a gram to get this one fiftieth of a gram. 
Wow, that's awesome. And the reason hemp oil is so fantastic is because he says the CBD receptors open up to omega-3 fatty acids, and hemp right. oil is an omega-3 fatty acid. Oh, yeah, that's why we, we carry our hemp coffee here, so that way you're having your omega-3 fatty acids in your morning cup of coffee. Yeah, I've never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah. So you, you, you mix the hemp oil with your coffee. Well, actually, it's the hemp seed ground up into the hemp and ground up with the coffee bean. Ah. Oh. protein mixture as well. And, again, you're, you're not only going to get your iron and calcium, all that stuff, but you're also going to get your perfect blend of omegas in your morning cup of coffee. You know, and, and we all know one of the big things about you know, omega-3, the reason we eat fish oil, the nasty stuff it is, is because of heart health, anti-inflammatory benefit of it. Yeah, so you, <clears throat> excuse me, you mix the uh, the hemp seed with your coffee seed, grind it up, and uh, then you got yourself a cup of coffee. Yep, yeah, and, and we say it's good to the last pot. <laughs> Man, you were a marketer with your <laughs> one-liners. One-liners tastes like tastes like the bottom of a lawnmower. <laughs> no, I. Hey, what? When you try it, sometime you're gonna go back. See that Kevin was right. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> well, do you know, I'm going to I'm going to try that mixing the hemp seeds. How much for those people who are listening say saying the same thing? I want to try that. How much hemp seed do you put in to, for for a cup of coffee? Well, we were running for a while there. It was a uh, one part hemp seed and then three parts coffee bean, meaning twenty five percent, seventy five percent. Now you can so, you know, like we we ship it all over the country now ourselves, but. Um, you can get it pre-made at different areas. It's not that easy to find. Hemp Oil Canada was doing it large scale for a long time, but they just discontinued it. That was actually my supplier for a long time. But they recently, like I said, discontinued it. So I went in and searched for different companies and I actually just found a, um, a company out in Chicago today. Or we sent out a press release about that we're moving into. We're going to have different blends now. Before, we just had one type of hemp coffee. Now we're going to have hazelnut, a dark roast. We're working into a medium roast. Because, again, I mean, hemp is one of the most nutritious things out there for your body. It's so nutritious for our skin as well. That's why there's so many darn lotions out there. Now, with with the with the summer upon us, Kevin, do is there any benefit to using hemp, as, hemp oil as a sunscreen? Well, hemp itself hemp oil and so forth has a natural uv protecting the spf i believe it's seven or eight so you do have protection there to get out in the sun that's why we make a lot of our lotions um, out of our hemp butter and hemp oil also infused with cbd but also what's really cool is is what it's doing for the sun burns you know we're having people that say my burn doesn't hurt my burn's not peeling my burn well yeah because when you're burning yourself you're causing inflammation so when you apply that 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 plant that has that omega-3 is number one in it it's going to help with the inflammation of the skin again it's, it's as nutritious for the inside of us as it is the outside of us uh, absolutely Kevin, is your health today you mentioned earlier that you still have a bit of pain uh are you relatively healthy today Oh yeah, I'm a, I I feel a lot better than I did, you know, ten years ago. Um, 
10 years ago I was I was struggling I was I, I didn't know where I was going in my life because of, I had so much pain and I was going through so much I feel better now than I did 10 years ago and you know the amount of people that say that when they come back into the store and they say well, I can't believe how good I feel now about this and that it's just it's astonishing and it's really like it's consistent yeah I, I find that uh, you know telling people about cannabis telling people about hemp which is uh, you know a form of the, the cannabis plant one of the things I think which is really instructive is people need to be educated on this because there is such a stigma against cannabis and there is a stigma against hemp as well yep. and I, I think the educational process is going to be a long one and particularly uh, it has to be really instructive to politicians because the politicians are so far behind the public in this area do you agree? Yep. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we got when it first opened up, I began reaching out to every city official, every county official, as I possibly could, some state officials. And I tell you what, they, they've come in and wondering what the hell is this? You know, I I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in here or what 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 people are going to think when they, if they see me walking in here. But you no, know, after the educational aspect of you know, but the plant itself, obviously, I go target more towards hemp but when when they get educated and realize so many other benefits i have not had a city official walk out of my store without giving me a thumbs up um i haven't had a police officer walk out of my store without giving me a heads up a thumbs up because again and go back to the epidemic you know the the police the fire department the city officials they're all fighting the heroin epidemic that's out of control and what I've done right now is I've aligned myself on that same battlefield as all of them because I'm playing more of a proactive approach of fighting the heroin epidemic by reducing the addictions created by the pills. You know, if I have 11,000 people coming here, most of them are taking pills of some sort. They say 5% of people that take opiates move on to heroin. Even 1% of 11,000 people is a difference. And, and I believe that they see this, and that's what's creating the acceptance aspect. I call it the sweet apple before the hard cider. Kevin, where do you think you'd be today if you didn't have your accident? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. I, 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 had, I didn't have much vision. I didn't have much inspiration before all that. I was working in a factory life, making someone rich every day. Um, I was like a robot. So I probably would have been like every other, like, you know, a high percentage of everybody else just working for their life, working for this, not knowing where we're going, what is success. No, but this is all inspired me. My mom's death. You know, now I'm helping all these moms and dads here. So, you know, I don't look back too much and say what could have, would have. I like to look forward and say what will. Yeah, the interesting thing is we never know where life is going to take us, and life took you in a direction you probably never thought that you'd uh, you'd go, but uh, look what you've done. You've, you've opened up a business. Right. I have my own TV commercial. No, I never could have thought. Um, you know, do you remember the old Wendy's commercials with the Where's the Beef Lady? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we did a little 
commercial in my store with three little old ladies, just like the Where's Beef ladies. And one of them walks up to the counter, where's the relief? <laughs> <laughs> you have to check it out. It's, it's, it's a great commercial. And now I'm, I'm inspiring local pizza companies to begin making pizzas out of hemp flour. You know, I never thought Kevin Spittler would inspire a specialty pizza in my entire life. Where can we find that commercial? Um, you can find it on the Little Hemp Center Facebook page. It should be the first thing on there. Um, as well as on our website, com, which I have a lot of other commercials that we've done with the radio and stuff, too. It brings the grandma and grandpas in because that's what they want. They want the relief. They're tired of the pills. They're tired of the pills for the side effects of the pills. They're, they want to... They want to enjoy the rest of their life. They want to enjoy their golden years, not copper years. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> rusty years, whatever. They want to ha- enjoy it, and and they, they they're and, and as as they come in, they go home and say, "Wait a second. They tell Irene or Henry, this helps, and it's just become a tidal wave of senior citizens coming into my store. I did the marijuana thing, and. Uh, it was much more in, uh, I guess, lucrative fashion than what I do now. But the people that walk through that door now, I get paid in a whole different fashion. That's my heart. You know, I'm changing these people's lives a lot more than I was before. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know this as much as I do now about this plant and how amazing it truly is, and how much our body truly needs it to function. Kevin, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I'm going to try out the coffee. Three. Uh 75% coffee, 25% uh, hemp seeds. Or you can just do a, you pick yourself up some coffee and maybe do about 20% of it with a hemp protein. That way you don't have to grind it. Good. We'll give it a try. It was a pleasure to talk to you and uh, hear your story. Uh, you, It's remarkable what you're doing helping other people. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. You guys have yourselves a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Kevin. And that's another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like to tell your story about the medical use of cannabis, then send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com or you can contact us on Facebook or Twitter. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.